0: G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast, round one done and dusted, we'll have a full review with Kempe coming this afternoon, so stay tuned for that one, but just thought I'd go through the sides quickly and just give my opinion of where they're sitting and just point out that, of course, it's only been one week, yeah, there's been some very impressive performances, some very disappointing performances, some teams that lost that sort of fill me with confidence that they will be okay. It's just going to take time. But realistically, um, if you're making rash decisions and changing your mind on teams after one week, uh, I, I, I don't think you're doing it properly, to be honest with you. You've got to give this competition three or four weeks. New rules, new combinations. Some teams got to play less trials than others. No shock. Two teams that lost got to play less trials, New Zealand Warriors and the Gold Coast Titans. Always makes for a very, very tough gig there. I thought both did pretty well, though, to be honest with you. But for me, you have to watch a month of football before you can get a real grasp on where these teams are at. I think a couple of teams are trying a couple of new things. A couple of teams that were missing players really did perform incredibly well. I look at, you know, the Canberra Raiders who lost Josh Hodgson, the Panthers, who were without Nathan Cleary, uh, the Melbourne Storm, who of course lost a number of troops as well, the Brisbane Broncos without Reynolds that overperformed as well. Well, maybe not overperformed, maybe this is who the Brisbane Broncos are going to be, but trial form definitely didn't point in this direction. So a heap to get into. We're not going to go into a heap of detail here, but we are just going to go through and talk about each side. For me, the first game of the week, the Penrith Panthers, 28-6 over the Manly Seagulls. Love the look of the Penrith Panthers. Defense wins games once again. They were unbelievable. I'll be honest with you, and people will push back on it. Uh, this could have been 50-6 to 6 with a couple of video referee decisions that went against the Panthers, which some fair, some not so fair, I thought... The Panthers just had all the momentum. I think they went at halftime 10-6. The Manly Seagulls scored a ride on the halftime bell. A pass that, you know, Sean O'Sullivan was about half a yard away from taking the intercept if Nathan Cleary was there. I think Nathan Cleary would have laid on another two or three tries in this half and he would have taken that intercept as well. All of a sudden, I think they could have been 24-0 at halftime. It was a crazy game of football, this one. Manly, I'm not reading too much into this one. At the end of the day... Manly, the only thing that matters to them is the last five weeks. That is 25 weeks away. Uh, so, look, I still think Manly can bounce back from all this. It's a long season. They've got a lot more to learn, this Manly Seagulls side. Very disappointing game, no doubt about it. Didn't overly shock me. The scoreline probably shocked me, and even more so what shocked me is that the scoreline, for, for me, probably complemented the Manly Seagulls. I thought it should have been a lot more. Still think both these sides will be top eight teams. I'm not, you know, I thought Manly was going to be a top 16 before a ball was kicked. I'm not going to take them out of that based off one performance. They got the Roosters next week. That'll be a big test. I will say this. Very interesting to see what happens with the Manly Seagulls here if they lose to the Chooks next week. Obviously, the, all the talk in the preseason about them has been, can they overcome these big teams? They've been done and dusted by Penrith. They lose to the Roosters. That chat will just keep on growing. So... A couple of weeks for the Manning Seagulls looking to make up for that loss. Second game of the week, Friday night, 6pm. The Canberra Raiders 24 over the Cronulla Sharks 19. For me, I had both of these teams. Well, I had the Sharks in the top eight. I had the Canberra Raiders penciled in for eighth place. I had the Canberra Raiders winning this one at home. If it was up there in Cronulla, I probably would have taken the Sharks, to be honest with you. But I was confident the Raiders get the job done at home. Not an ideal game for them, losing... Josh Hodgson, but I thought the halves really stood up. Brad Schneider in defense was unreal. Did his job in attack. A couple of errors here and there, but very solid. Uh, Jack White, no, he was the star of the show here. I really do think the Canberra are going to bounce back this year. Whether that means they definitely play finals footy, I'm not sure, but I can't see this team finishing lower than about 10th. Uh, I think they have got a new attitude this year that they didn't really have at the back end of last season. Canola Sharks, I had them as a top eight side. They lost this game. Another team that I watched them and I just know that it's going to come together. Wade, Graham, Cam McInnes, uh, Connor Tracy, a few more guys to come back into this team. The halves, the spine—they'll be better for the run. I'm confident this team will be okay this season, and I'm confident the Sharkies play finals footy. So no real changes on either of those sides. Now the Broncos versus South Sydney Rabbitohs game—the late one on Friday night. Brisbane getting the job done here, eleven to four. Uh, really tenacious win by the Broncos. They don't—they don't win this game last year. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. They do look like, based on one game, that there is a bit more of a positive defensive attitude than what I was anticipating for the Broncos. To do this without Adam Reynolds was unbelievable. South Sydney obviously missing Latrell, They missed Blake Tuff as well, which put AJ to fullback, who personally, I've always said he's a much better winger than he is fullback, and I think last night or the other night was our evidence of that. Brisbane looked good. Look, I'll say this about Brisbane, that it's good to see them win this game when, in my opinion, they really didn't play that well. Uh, they had a couple of tries disallowed. They created a heap of opportunities down the right edge that either Katoni Stags dropped the ball on or, or him and uh, Selwyn Cobbo were just a little bit off their run. Their timing was a little bit off. There was a moment there where I thought Selwyn had to be a little bit deeper off Katoni. You know he's going to come into contact. You know he's going to offload. Uh, but they'll get used to that with each other. Still so much more improvement in this Broncos team. you got to put Kobe Heatherington back in. You've got to put Adam Reynolds back into this side. A heap of guys there. It's great for depth as well. They've got a number of guys that would have been playing reserve grade this week that probably should be in first grade. Uh, and, you know, the guys that they chose first served that up. So great signs from them. I think the Broncos uh, have only got improvement in them. Once again, though, it is round one. So you have six months to get yourself up for this game. Uh, And this is where I worry with some of these teams that I thought were going to be at the bottom that have performed well and teams are getting very excited about them, which I understand. Uh, But this is round one. You have six months to get yourself up for this game, to get yourself hyped for this game. That's why I say we need to wait until a month into this competition. When the actual grind starts, when you haven't got a six-month run-up for a game, everyone is not super excited. Injuries will start to take their toll, wear and tear. Will start to take its toll. Getting up week to week will start to take its toll. Brisbane, I think they're going to be one of the more interesting sides to watch over the next few weeks because they're a side that it really could go either way. But it is never a bad thing to start well. Don't get me wrong. It is never a bad thing to start well. They play the Canterbury Bulldogs next week. I think that is a winnable game for them. After that, uh they take on the North Queensland Cowboys at Suncorp. Also a winnable game for them well and truly. So then they play the Warriors. I mean, the first four games for Brisbane, if they keep defending the way they did the other night, uh, it looks like they could be in for a pretty decent start to the season. But a lot of those teams did lose in the first week. A lot of those teams, I think, will lose in the second week potentially. Uh, So I think there will be a bounce-back factor there that Brisbane will have to deal with. South Sydney, uh, very disappointing, no doubt about that but I'm not ruling this team out. They get Latrell Mitchell back. Uh, they'll move AJ back to the wing. Their combinations will start to build again. Uh, they're, they're not a team that I'm taking out of the top eight based on one performance. They're a team that I have locked in to play finals. For. They will be there at the end of the season. They'll be better for the run. It might be good for them to have their tail between their legs very early. All right, the next game, Saturday, 3 p.m. We had the Newcastle Knights knocking over the Sydney Roosters. Incredible performance by Newcastle. A lot of people telling me that... The Roosters played shit. And look, you can run with that rhetoric all you want, but at some point you have to give credit to the Newcastle Knights and the pressure that they put on the Sydney Roosters. Uh, And for me, I'm giving a lot of credit to the Knights in this game. They were sensational. Uh, Am I lifting them out of my bottom four prediction? I'm not yet because I want to see the first month, but am I closer to lifting them out than what I was before the start of the season? 100% I am because it was a very impressive performance, but I want to see the first month and how it goes. As I said... You have six months to prepare for round one. There's a lot of excitement. You're proving a lot of people wrong. The week-to-week grind hasn't quite started yet. So Newcastle, a very impressive performance, absolutely giving it to the Roosters. The Roosters had no answers, absolutely no answers, and that was because the Newcastle Knights didn't let them into this game. If the Knights keep defending the way they did the other night and attacking the way they did, I still think that their attack has got a bit more upside to come in it, I think they can improve their attack still, but their defence was sensational and that will take this Newcastle Knights side a long way if they can keep it up, that's the challenge for Newcastle so very, very keen to see how they go over the next few weeks, just having a look at their draw next week, the Newcastle Knights, they take on the West Tigers from up there a very, very win- winnable game up there. They will have to deal with the bounce-back factor. After that, they go to Bathurst to take on the Penrith Panthers. That'll be a huge test. We might see Nathan Cleary back that week, but it'll probably be a little bit longer. Then the Newcastle Knights, they are... Who are they playing round for? Then they got the Sharkies down there at Cronulla. So... And then Manly Seagulls up at Brookvale. Jeez, it's a tough little start for them. Good God. Then the Dragons at Wynn Stadium, who I thought looked good as well. So Newcastle, it is a tough start to the season, but it couldn't have got up in better fashion against the Sydney Roosters. They did incredibly well. And they just played the Roosters off the park, to be honest with you. Defence, it matters once again. In this game, it mattered, and it will continue to matter throughout this season. Sydney Roosters looked very, very average. I'll be interested to see what Trent Robinson does over the next few weeks. I thought he'd tinkered around with this side a little bit. Uh, I will just remind you that the Roosters, the last two times they've won premierships, they've actually started really slow as well. We go back to uh, 2018, you have a look at round one there I believe I'm just getting it up now I believe that they lost to the West Tigers in round one where are they? Yeah, they, they, they lost to the West Tigers 10-8 in round one round two uh, they went down to no they, they beat Canary in that one but I do remember them starting slow that season uh, and they still managed to, to bounce back and come back and win a comp so they were disappointing in round one that year not as disappointing as they were this year no doubt about that but Don't write this Sydney Roosters team off. Don't say it's over or anything. They are well and truly still in this contest. 2019, they also lost to the South Sydney Rabbitohs in round one. They, of course, went on to win the premiership that year. Um, There's a heap more upside in this Roosters side. They will be okay. You've got to remember this Roosters side that, they're coming into round one here with halves that have never played together. Their main hooker missing, it's Connor Watson's first game back at the club, playing with a lot of these guys. Victor Radley, he was sent from the field once again, which had a big impact on them. Lindsay Collins, first game back from ACL. Paul Momorowski, Billy Smith coming back from injury and arriving from new clubs. There was a lot going into this game for the Roosters. Very disappointing. Credit to the Newcastle Knights. They absolutely gave it to them, which was fantastic to see. But I'm not riding off the Chooks in any way, shape, or form. They will be okay out of this one. Uh, Saturday, the the middle game there, we had the New Zealand Warriors and the Dragons. As I said, off the Dome at the start, Warriors didn't get to play their second trial, which was a huge kick in the dick. Missing Matt Lodge, missing Sean Johnson. DWZ carried an injury the entire game. Uh, positive signs, I thought. I'm not riding off the Warriors either. I still don't have them as a top-eight team. I've got them probably 10th, 11th, 12th around that mark. Uh, but I thought Sean Johnson, he looked sensational. Once they get Reese Walsh back, and they can play a bit more shape out the back of him instead of having Chanel harris who did well there. But he isn't a fullback, let's be perfectly honest here. I'm excited about the Warriors. I thought the two edge-back roles were great. Katoa and Ewan Aiken, they were sensational. So, Warriors, as much as they lost this game by 12 points, uh, I'm not writing them off in any way, shape, or form. Dragons, 28-16. Uh, a game that I expected the Dragons to win. I was, yeah, I, I this is a sort of how I saw this game going. Uh, the Dragons won this. I still think they've got more upside in them. I still think they've got more improvement in them, to be honest with you. I don't think this is anywhere near the peak of the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Uh, young guys played well, held their own. Ben Hunt played well. Just a good game all round by the Dragons with a heap more upside. Ravaloa, outstanding out there on the right wing, scoring three meaties. Uh, Very, very impressive performance. Just on the Newcastle Knights too, shout out to a couple of their guys that I forgot to mention. Jakey Clifford, Dane Gagai. I thought these guys were sensational. Very, very impressive in their first hit out. Saturday night, we had the Melbourne Storm taking on the West Tigers. Storm missing an absolute heap of troops. Devastating uh, to see what has happened to them. Brandon Smith out for a couple of weeks. Christian Welsh, George Jennings. They will both miss the season. All of a sudden, what myself and Ken people were worried about at the start of the season with their forward pack looking a little bit light. Uh, now it looks like they're in a little bit of trouble and wouldn't it be handy to have a Max King or an an Aaron Penny back in this side I think Melbourne are going to be the most interesting side to watch over the next few weeks Uh, there will be loan deals there will be you know recruitment drives of guys in their lower grades there's a lot of things that the Melbourne Storm could do here that I think they're going to have to do a lot of guys from the Falcons that I think that they can have a look at and bring up but middle forwards is going to be a big test for them but It is Craig Bellamy. It is the Melbourne Storm. I'm not writing them off either. For them to win this game just shows how courageous they are. As shit as it is, uh, next week they get a huge boost. Cam Munster, Harry Grant walk back into this side. Uh, Yeah, tough times for Melbourne. But uh, this is where the Melbourne Storm do their very best work during tough times. The West Tigers, I didn't think they played poorly. I know everyone will bag them because of the situation that Melbourne was in. uh, But look, I didn't think the Tigers played poorly. It's just about closing out games. And this has always been the issue. And hopefully... It will come with time. I thought Jacko looked really strong. I thought Brooks was decent too. I really don't think anyone had a poor game from the West Tigers, to be honest with you. I thought they held their own. Uh, It is just tough coming up against the Melbourne Storm in round one. It's even tougher tougher coming up against the Melbourne Storm in round one where they have a lot of things go against them. It probably is a game that the Tigers should have won, uh, but we just know what the Melbourne Storm are like. I feel a bit sorry for the Tigers in this situation. Round one for me is a lot about Performance over result. I thought the Tigers did well. They just came up against a top quality side that is just built with a different mindset. Uh, I think the Melbourne Storm would have beaten the vast majority of probably the bottom 10 sides from last year the other night. So I'm not going to go too heavy on the Tigers here. I thought they played well. There is a lot of new combinations they're working on. Still missing a number of their stars. Lost their hooker in this game as well. Wasn't an easy game for them. But I think there is upside in the Tigers and I'll be expecting them to get a win uh, a win or two in the next three weeks, for sure. Uh, we moved to Sunday afternoon. We got the Parramatta Eels and the Gold Coast Titans. Unbelievable game here. I think there was 48 points scored in the first half. It was batshit crazy based on what we've seen for the rest of the year. For me, I thought Parramatta, They they were very patchy. One set was textbook. The next set was awful. I really did think early in the game that if they would have just played 10 minutes of mistake free footy, they probably would have locked the Titans out of this game. We know, and I've always said this about the Titans, that if you want to play, you know, try for try, you know, you know, tennis sort of football, one each, a shootout, they will go with you. And they showed in this game that they will go with them, scoring point for point along with them. Parramatta, every time they scored a try in the first half, they didn't complete their next set, and the Titans scored on the next play. I thought that the Eels could have locked this game out earlier if they would have got the job done. But credit to the Titans. They put pressure on them, and this is what good teams do as well. When, when, when teams make errors, they make you pay for it. And that was that was the big surprise this week for me, that a lot of the top teams weren't doing that. I look at the Roosters. I look at South Sydney. I look at Manly. As, as soon as, as there was a mistake by their opposition that they usually make you pay for, they didn't. The Titans, they made Parramatta pay for all of their mistakes. They really did. So, look, I'm not taking the Titans out of my bottom four. Tip yet because that would be stupid. That would be like taking the Roosters out of my top four prediction. I want to see a month of footy. Good signs by the Titans though. I tell you what, e- e- even if they do finish bottom four, fuck, they're going to be entertaining each and every week. Does worry me for both of these teams that they had six months to prepare prepare for this game. They conceded thirty two points and twenty eight points. Far from ideal. I thought Parramatta, and I sort of said this a few weeks ago. They beat Penrith thirty six nil. They got really up for that one. Their de- defense was just bulletproof. They come out in this game, they can score, they can see tw- 28 points in, you know, a pretty short amount of time. So I think Parramatta did get a little bit too up for that trial, to be honest with you. But you could see in their attack when it was clicking, they're going to be a dangerous side. For me, when they had a couple of injuries, they brought Jacob Arthur on. He played in the five-eight role and they moved Dylan Brown to 6'. This was a mistake for me. Dylan Brown has to stay in the halves. I don't understand why you would change your halves combo to cover someone at centre. Just put a good defensive back rower there and continue doing what you're doing. I'm not quite convinced on Jake Arthur. And you know what? It's not his fault that he was out there. He was put out there. But for me and this side, I need to have Mitch Moses and Dilla Brown running this team the entire time. So, look. Bad performance for these two. They both scored a lot of points, which is great to see. The defense in the second half was a lot better. I think both coaches had to really give their sides a razzing, which is another uh, good card that both those the, the, those coaches had to play pretty, easy, pretty early in the season. Uh, But yeah, I'm not writing either of these two off. I'm not changing my prediction on either of them. I've got Parramatta as top six team. I've got the Gold Coast Titans as a bottom four team. Uh, Parramatta, I think they've got so much more in them, it's not even funny. The Titans, they've probably got more in them than what I anticipated. But with this young spine, I want to see the grind of the season and how they handle that. That's the challenge for the Titans, realistically. Uh, A lot of people message me saying, oh, you're an idiot. They're nowhere near a bottom four side. And you know what? You might be right, but you don't quite know that for sure after round one. It's a bit of a false science for me. So we'll see how they go over the next few weeks. But I'll tell you what, Toby Sexton, good God, he looks special. He just, I i, I know he's 19 years old, but I had to remind myself a couple of times the other day because he was very, very impressive. The way that they zing the ball from sideline to sideline, they are going to give to a lot of teams a lot of worries. The only thing that worries me with the Titans is, is that they play shootout football. They will go try for try for you. When they get a team that isn't going to turn over the ball and isn't going to make errors like these top six teams normally, I just worry how they're going to go hanging in there. Got unlucky a a couple of times in that game. I'm not going to push back on that. I know a a, a lot of Titans fans are very upset by that, but I think you had enough opportunities and enough chances to stand up in defense to hold this Parramatta side back. Uh, Personally, I did think the better team won in the Parramatta Eels, but... Not a bad performance by the Gold Coast Titans. Their defense will have to improve, but good God, they're going to be exciting in attack. They'll be a team that I'll be tuning into every single week for sure. You get AJ Brimson back next week as well, hopefully, or get him back soon, which is a huge plus for your side. But I thought Will Smith came in and did a brilliant job. I think he's got to be in the side somewhere. Last game of the week, wow, we went from about 70-odd points, 60-odd points or something like that being scored in the first game to the second game, the Cowboys and the Bulldogs. Uh, I wasn't overly impressed with either of these sides. I had um, a Bulldogs page message me and say, oh, was that Dogs of War? And look, I don't know if I'd go that far, to be honest with you. I think that these two teams are very lucky they were playing each other. Um, and I hope that doesn't offend uh, both of those fan bases. But I don't think you can be overly happy with what you saw. To only score one try each, a couple of controversial calls here and there, which I understand, but... I mean, when you had six months coming into this game, I, I just saw it both sets of attack were very average. They are uh, very predictable, uh, very very textbook sort of stuff, to be honest with you. As I said, I think both these teams were lucky that they played each other. I expected more points to be scored. I understand it was wet up there. I get that. But, I mean, it's been wet for the last four or five weeks. We've seen these trials. We've seen other games that have gone in a very different manner. I wasn't overly impressed with these two. Uh, the Cowboys already had them in my bottom four, and I'm haven't really been forced to change that it's weird the Cowboys they actually looked a little bit better to me than what the scoreboard said but this has always been the problem with the Cowboys they look good but their points just don't seem to come on the table Canterbury I probably didn't have them as a bottom four team uh, but they certainly look worse than what I anticipated last tackle options are still a problem Uh, they still need to get that sorted and I'm not quite sure how they do that but I could never bag Avarillo and Burton for the effort they put in. They are having a red-hot crack. They're doing their absolute best, and I think it will get better over time. I thought Jeremy Marshall-King was sensational for Canterbury. He had a really good game, as did Luke Thompson. He was massive as well. Max King off the bench, he was great too. So a lot of positive signs for Canterbury, but we need to start to see some of those points translate onto the board. Same as the North Queensland Cowboys. I didn't have either of these two teams in my top eight to start the season and I, from what I've seen so far across trials and across round one, uh, yeah, I'm not really moving the needle at all on either of these two, to be honest with you. As I said off the top, just based on round one performances, I don't really move the needle too much in many different directions, to be honest with you. I want to see a month of footy before I start lifting teams up, pushing teams down. Uh, you know, if you react too heavily to round one games, you know, the Gold Coast Titans, Newcastle Knights, two teams that I've been pretty heavy on, Yes, they were impressive in the first in the first game, especially uh, the Newcastle Knights. For me, they were probably the, mo- the the side that improved the most, along with probably the, the Brisbane Broncos, to be fair. But it is round one, yeah. I want to see the first month. And I, and I know that some Newcastle fans go, oh, you're such a fucking idiot. You don't change your mind or anything. But it's round one. I want to see them do it for the first month. As I said, they've got a really good draw to kick off over the next few weeks. And considering of how they played on the weekend, I do think there is a world now where Newcastle could be in the first four games, whereas... I wasn't sure if they'd win four games all year to start the season, to be honest with you. So please don't think that I'm not changing my mind at all. I just want to see the first four weeks. Same reason why I'm not sending the Roosters out of my top four. Same reason why I'm not sending Manly out of my top eight. Same reason why... I'm not saying the Warriors are completely screwed. It's one game, it's one week. I want to see how they improve over the next month. This is where coaching also comes into play. It's very important. They go from that first game learn their lessons that they need to go and adapt. I think Trent Robinson, he's going to learn a lot from that first week. I think it might be the sort of hiding that that the Roosters potentially needed. Uh, Sometimes you can get comfortable into thinking that we lost all these guys last year. We're going to come back and it's going to be piss easy. The Newcastle Knights, they walked into the arena and they punched them square in the nose. You could tell the Roosters were a little bit rattled by that. I think South Sydney, they'll be much better for the run, but now they've got their really tough run coming. Uh, We spoke about this all preseason that South Sydney... That round one game, the, the Adam Reynolds Cup, as we built it up to be. Of course, Adam Reynolds didn't end up playing. I thought South Sydney would do it easy. Brisbane with a huge ambush, as kempy has been talking about. Got the job done there. So interesting to watch South Sydney, the Roosters, Newcastle Titans, Brisbane. Three sides I'm very, very keen to watch over the next month or so. They've made good starts, despite the Titans not winning... Uh, their game. My worry always was that it was going to be shootout football, and I was sitting there at halftime going, great, the Titans haven't changed at all. Second half, though, they came out and they did defend really well, but I'm not sure if that came from the Titans or from Parramatta, not really being themselves, because they stupidly moved Dylan Brown out to centre. So we'll have to wait and see. That Titans side, though, they're able to play sideline to sideline footy. They're going to be a very, very hard prospect to deal with. The other thing I did like about the Titans was the fact that the scoreboard didn't seem to panic their young guys at all. They were just... The the football they were playing in the first minute was the same football they were playing in the 70th minute when it was coming down to the crunch moment. So, exciting times for the Titans. Hopefully, it correlates to wins on the scoreboard moving forward. I, th- I think they're back home next week, so that'll be a big game up against the New Zealand Warriors, I believe. So, look, a heap to take out of round one, but... I don't really make any huge bold calls or bold changes until I see a month's worth of football, and hopefully passionate fans can sort of understand that. Week one is a very small sample size when you have six months leading up to that game to get yourself amped up for it. I want to see how the grind goes over the next three, four weeks. I want to see how the grind goes when you're taking on teams who have lost the week before and are looking for a bounce back who gets comfortable, who gets hungrier, how these top teams back bounce back, if the bottom sides that have improved can keep it up over the next month or so. Great round of footy, though. We're back to anyone can beat anyone, which is sensational to see. Awful for my hip pocket and most of your sports bet accounts, but very exciting for rugby league in general. Stay tuned this afternoon. We've got the Bloke in a Bar podcast coming where we're doing a full review of every single game this weekend and myself and Kempe will be naming our team of the week so stay tuned for that one.